So yeah, I'm going to do another video that's going to relate and have to do with the Olivia Rodrigo song Driver's License. I'm using this as a conduit because this really, you know, using this as an example, as a role model of what is going on with radio and how behind the times they are. Now, the mainstream top 40 radio stations, you know, the hit music station, playing all the hits, okay, of course there's a lot of them. And in every city in America, you can probably find one or you can stream one, whatever you want. Now, if you look at the ratings, you know, the numbers of audience, right, that listen to these stations on a regular basis, they're playing the newest music of any format, formatted radio station anywhere. In America, th these all these stations, there's not one, not one in the top 200 markets. If I'm, if I got my, my, my stats are correct, there's not one radio station in any market of the 200 plus markets, maybe 300 that have a hit radio station as the number one station in the market. That not, what was, that was actually normally a thing. There used to be stations 20 years ago that easily would have been number one anywhere, but nobody's talking about that. It's all this station's the hit music station. And that's it. These were the places where people used to listen to music before streaming became a thing. Now, yes, streaming is going to be the overall thing, but you know, streaming, you're allowing the chance for other people that might have not already tapped into it, might not be able to afford, might not have, might want to still be able to go ahead and not have to put on their Bluetooth to go and connect to their dashboard to listen to music. They might want to still put on the radio and turn it on. And people would still take that convenience. Like there's no reason that people still have cable because they have the remote control because there's ease and convenience. The same thing can be said about radio, but the radio industry is so, it's got its thumb up its ass. They do not understand. So the thing is this. Now, we're going along and talking about the fact that this song was one of the first songs that really just stretched out and made such an enormous move. It's three weeks now in the Billboard Hot 100 chart as the number one song in the country. Three weeks. Now, in those two weeks beforehand, and again, it took, what, less than a week beforehand of that for the song to get noticed. Like, it was the next week's chart. The song hit number one, just like that. Now, I listened, I, I didn't listen to it because here's the thing. I don't I don't have the tolerance. I used to be able to listen to a Casey Case America Top 40 Countdown and listen to it front to back. And, and we would be pissed off if I didn't get to hear the number one song. Ryan Seacrest? No. You don't have to hear him. You also can hear him on a little iHeartRadio 24-hour stream, which I couldn't listen to that. You couldn't pay me to it. It's, it's annoying. It's cringeworthy. And this countdown, which is based on the media base top 40 charts, which are put out every week, these people don't get it. They have their agenda of what songs they're going to be putting out as the, hot, as the hit songs right now. And there are always certain top stars that are obviously either probably some pale or something else going on that has to be moved in the mix. Now, here's what we got. So, again, the numbers for driver's license, why this, why this is not a song that doesn't get played. I mean, honestly, it should have been two weeks ago. This song should have been all over the place. And I was one of the first people to try to put a report about it, This to talk to radio, call them out, start playing the damn song. Start playing the songs in the order that they're coming out. 
quit doing this system like you're like a movie theater that you have to you know you have to hold back like a certain window of time before you decide to coronate a song radio you're not the arbiter of this anymore you are the least common denominator of all of this when it comes to mainstream music culture you are at the edge of irrelevant at the point of basically going off the cliff you're you are walking the plank my friend so now this song okay it was released january 8th through geffen interscope records big record company not a small little task okay again january 23rd automatically hot 100 just like that and it took a while for other you know for a couple of radio stations that were a little bit enterprising and saying you know what man we better get on top of these some of these you know some of these uh autonomous program directors music directors said you know what we better put this song on this song is hot right now screw the corporate screw the consultants screw the regional music directors we need to put the song on now be damned to what they say in atlanta new york or wherever else get the song on now just in this week again by far above everybody else 42 million u.s streams 17,000 downloads sold according to the week ending january 28th and then yes radio's finally getting to play it right now 63 percent 35.3 million so radio certain radio stations are trying to put it out there but again if you look at media base so out of it on top 40 right now the song currently is number nine <laughs> it's third week justin bieber and benny blanco's lonely which was a 2019 hit that is number one song on america top 40's countdown this week ariana grande and positions is number one now for the tracking of that song obviously they know obviously they have their whole little system of how they do this ariana grande it took i think two weeks and then the song became a breaking out song one of the breakout songs so it's on the cusp of making the chart and then the next week i think i got the number 27 which is like their random number they like to pick as like where a song can debut the highest when taylor swift put out cardigan that song i went like 27 same thing that's what they do they, they just don't do any higher than that they have this little system this little game that they play it's all games remember it's rigged so that and then ariana and then 3435 is number three and that's obviously in the scenario underground a you know a huge artist got the album out there trying to get the sales out there when the streaming is starting to come take a little bit of a slide it will take a little bit of a slide you know it's not number one right now but it is top 10 both of those songs then this is the time to go and generate the radio machine is coming out because obviously either somebody's paying or what republic has like a market uh, they go ahead and get the radio to get their music out there okay and that's just a normal thing but now like i said we go back here to Olivia Rodrigo, and she's just sitting back there trying to go and find a spot 14 last week now number nine and according to the plays here according to the media base it's again up 48 percent and over 3,000 plays sit over they recorded it's just ridiculous it's it's really really bad and here's the thing Ariana Grande's positions just hit number one on American Top 40 you know how many weeks this song's been on the chart and billboard 14 weeks 14 weeks the song was on and off the uk chart the official chart in the uk already gone and you know just saying when songs get that hot and come up all of a sudden and be right away and you know what again the uk just has they don't have these barriers i don't know what it is that's a government-owned entity and they still figure it out 
But it's things like this that just I don't understand. When I look at the songs they decided to put up here and say, okay, your artists that are going to be up here, they are established artists. You know, and there's like these are the these are the groups we're going to have. They're going to be standing out. 24K Golden, Mood, featuring Ian Dior. That took a while to get up there. But then they said, okay, we're coronating them. They put them up there, number one, let them up there for a while. They're okay, good. Justin Bieber's on there twice. Ariana Grande's up there twice. Chris Brown is up there. But you're talking about a guy that has, what, you know, 15-plus-year music career and, and with hit music, okay, with crossovers. Dua Lipa, okay, no-brainer. Levitating. And then AGR, who's been like, you know, fringe like outside of the you know never the first top 10 they ever had but again this is what we're looking at it's just there's just no rhyme or reason to all this now of course there's the way that the record companies might be pushing this out but when you have a song like this i mean why is it not getting pushed out there i mean is it payola because honestly this is what it feels like to me and i'm calling it out and we've been talking about that on my broadcasters podcast about the amount of payola that's being paid out by major record companies to the radio stations because they're still the ones that get played and they can still go and take a, you know, take some music and take a payoff or take a prize or whatever they want, they want to do. So, again, it's a buyout. So, what's America Top 40 supposed to be? Hey, Ryan Seacrest, I mean, I know you don't really care. You got your, you know, show on in the, your weekday show. You got your uh, honor with Ryan Seacrest. You got your Kardashians final season to work on. I mean, you're a very busy guy. I mean, why are you even going to put your name on something like this? It's just so embarrassing. Your program is embarrassing. And I, mean, I got respect, man. Like, listen, Dick Clark gave you the baton to become the next entrepreneur in media, and you've become the media mogul. There's no doubt about it, okay? But let me just tell you something. There's no consistency with you. American Idol's gone downhill badly. And you were the guy who was kind of like really, you know, front and center of that project. And, you know, okay, doing live with Kelly Ripa, okay. And you're just kind of just the backup right there. But again, it's just exposure for you. It doesn't matter. You've milked the Kardashians to all to all hell. Like, that's fine. Okay. And they've done a pretty good job of marketing themselves. So there's a story about that. But when it comes to radio, you know, you don't, I don't know why you don't want to go and help save this market. Why you don't want to be one of the arbiters that try to go ahead and try to uplift and elevate this market, elevate the industry. It's a medium that is still important. But you choose not to do anything about it. You just, oh, give me the script I got to read. Okay, blah, 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 blah. I'm out. It's going to take me like an hour to do it. Right. And oh, we'll just put some clips from my from my uh, weekday show on Kiss. Yeah, that's all you do. And you're just repeating the show because you're making some extra money off of syndication. Hey, you know how to monetize your product. But there's one thing about, you know, quantity over quality. OK, your content, you know, it's not very uh, it's not a lot of originality. And also it's not very vague and very bland. All right. Like, I know it just fits a role. And you know, that's what the corporate thing to do is just like, oh, just put this content out just for the sake of content. But let's not put anything good out there. Let's not put anything that's really interesting. But yet we're going to have iHeartRadio, which has got some deal with you to go and put this out there. We're just going to enforce all these stations to put it out midday in this time slot where, you know, because they can't afford to go ahead and put anybody on local that would be much more relevant to the market. No, we got to put you on and put these songs they got to put out here because that's just how it's got to be. You know, you're not, uh, I'm sorry, you're not starting to feel too much about, about a likable personality, which is one of the things that Dick Clark, one of your mentors, used to talk about is it was likability. They got to like you. You know, you're talking one-on-one -on -one to your audience people, to your listeners, to your viewers. What are you doing now, right? 
He talks about how corporate, Dick Clark was talking about how corporatization was desensitizing, depersonalizing the entire industry. And that's how media was going to go on. And then the future was online. He said that in 1989. And what did you do about it? You've been in this new digital age. You took the baton. You had the chance to go and continue this going forward and keep it rich with quality and consistency. Hey, man, when American Idol was on top, how many times did they have a song from a Carrie Underwood or a Taylor Hooks or a, you know, a Ruben Studdard or a Kelly Clarkson that would just skyrocket at number one on the billboard all the time? You used to have that power. What happened to you? You've lost it. You're just, what are you, just running on borrowed time? What, your 15 minutes of favor done? I mean, really? You're supposed to be the guy that's one of the most recognizable names in radio. And whatever you have as influence over all that's going on here, the influence you've had on all these radio stations, which is the, really, it's the barrier of which younger listeners could be actually getting attached onto you could be doing something about that. Your team could be doing something, something about it, and you're not. This rant is for you. This rant is for your team. This rant is for iHeartRadio, for Intercom, and for all these hit radio stations that decide just to you know, not care what the paying public is, is listening to. You just don't care. You want the bottom feeding. You want the secondary audience. That's what you live for now. That's what you want. Is that really something that you feel good going to bed about? Is that the corporate thing? Just like, oh, we'll just get something out of it. We're going to monetize. Your company doesn't even care about what you're doing now. They're doing more on podcasting, and they're not even doing that good of a job. And take it from me. They're just buying up content. That's what all the podcasters are doing. But with radio, they can't even take their the, what they have as their bread and butter. They can't even monetize it correctly. They can't even get advertisers to go ahead and be able to come on for a decent CPM, not even close. In their right mind, they could you could offer them. Listen, there's other content out there that is ad supported and people will listen to it. But when your ads are just like every other commercial is like a progressive or Geico ad, or you're putting out commercials that are just iHeart product and just something else, that's just the same thing you can hear on every station they own. Okay. And the music is dated. You were playing songs that have already been played, that have already been heard and already got out there. They're all 2019 songs. And like, where's the new songs? Where's the new music? And then if you're not doing that, you're playing gold. You're trying to play five, 10 year old songs because well, we're just going to play the songs we know. No, you play the songs that are new. That's what mainstream is. Mainstream is evolving. It's growing. It's changing. And for whatever reason, the easiest place for people to go and attach. So they don't have to spend like I do a $10, $15 a month Spotify subscription service. Maybe they would still listen to the radio. They would listen to an ad-supported product. But your ads are crap. Your music collection is horrible. It's horrendous. And it goes to the top. It goes to the barrier of what iHeartRadio thinks is what, you, what the audience is. They're dumb. They're stupid. They don't know any better. And that's what you respond. That's that's the what that's the message you're giving to that audience, Ryan. Don't you know that? Don't you realize that your name is synonymous with this too? It's not just Kardashian. It's not just live. It's not just your on-air show. Don't you know that? I mean, radio around the world is doing you know leaps. They're doing laps around you. American radio, compared to the world, compared to like say UK or Australia or Germany. 
It's embarrassing. Embarrassing. Except for those random folks that are out there that I hear on stations that are trying to go ahead and get their ratings back up and having to make changes because they saw, you know what? Streaming is important. We better start playing some trending music, whether it's TikTok friendly, whether it's Instagram friendly, whether it's Facebook friendly, whether it's YouTube hot, you better start playing it. And they are to their credit. And there are stations, I can't name them all, but there are some out there, small market and some that are of other stations of other companies that are at least trying to make the effort to become relevant again. So I give them credit, but for the bulk of the stations that could be doing the right thing for artists like Olivia Rodrigo or, you know, say a Tate McRae or, you know, whoever take a pick. You just don't go after established artists because it's just, it's corporately, you know, conservative and friendly. no, Take a chance. Radio used to be, be rebellious. It used to be something about being revolutionary. There's nothing revolutionary about radio now. And it all starts right here. This I'm going to continue to thump on because it deserves it. And I know people like to listen to me rant about this stuff about radio. Some of my radio file listeners, some of my people, my radio brethren, okay, my partners here in arms behind the microphone, they agree with me on this. You guys are still doing it wrong. At what point are you going to go ahead and finally get your head out of your ass and do something about it? I leave it up to you and I'll talk to you next time. You know, I'm going to call you out again. Just wait for the next time.